0: One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Yes, hello. Welcome, everyone, to our latest episode of Ghost Chasers. We chase the ghosts that chase you out of the house and then chase you. Okay, we're working on the theme motto at the moment. I am Mindy. With me, I have my ever-present cameraman, Robert. Robert, do you think we're going to see some ghosts here today at the One of Us mansion?
2: I can hear the river nearby. I'm, I'm very sure there's something afoot.
1: Oh, rivers. The hotbed of paranormal activity. I don't know why ghosts just like being wet. Anyway, the legend is, uh, one of us mentioned here that Chris got so mad, a reviewer said that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a bad movie and strangled him to death. So, spirits, if you are with us today, Elliot, please make your presence known. Hello. Did did you hear I, I I heard something I got it
2: I got it on tape I got it You got it. on
1: tape you got a book deal awesome Wait but but if there's anyone else anyone else who wants to make their presence known make it into the big time of uh, to Trevor Trevor I I heard he was with him he got punched while Elliot was being choked and then then went down together
0: Went down together in love
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. You just hate it when that happens. So, so th- this house is definitely a hotbed of paranormal activity, and I heard Bye. the only way to exercise this house is get into the One of Us review of The Sister, the miniseries thriller on Hulu, adapted from the Neil Cross novel called Burial. Spirits, or cameraman, I suppose, you can get some screen time, whatever. Um, any of you want to go into the synopsis of this spooky mansion's
0: sister is the story of a man who has a secret (laughs) who has placed himself in a position where that secret cannot be revealed and lo and behold the secrets begin to bubble up from the swamp not to give too much away part of the fun of this is how it all reveals itself and unfolds for the audience but we begin kind of in media res uh we have our protagonist he is happily married he's got a good job he's making money looks to have a very nice house but uh an old friend of his swings by uh stringy-haired kind of... Uh, creepster dude. Yeah, creepster dude. Very good. <laughs> and he shows up warning that they have to move her.
1: Quote-unquote.
0: You get... Basically, things start to unfold. You start to pick up little pieces of the story here and there. You're not going to be 100% sure of what happened until the final episode, so I don't want to give too much away. But there is a woman missing. Our protagonist is involved. He's got a conspirator. We're not really sure what's happening or who's responsible until much later on. But finding that and the revelation of those details is a lot of the fun of this.
2: And just for fun, our protagonist, <laughs> if you can call him that, is now married to said missing girl's
0: sister. Mm-hmm. Something of which he is aware, but his wife is not.
1: So what y'all think about this little miniseries?
0: For being a miniseries, I thought
3: it
2: was about two episodes too long.
1: Yeah, I would say it's at least one episode too long.
2: For sure, when you get to the end, it does seem like we didn't need that much stringing along. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, mumblecore kind of,
3: I would say rather unnecessary sort of, like, character sketches going on that didn't Mm -hmm. really kind of go anywhere, but felt like they wanted to try and connect, but...
0: Well, and there was a lot of repetition going on, too. Like, we'd have a conversation, then we'd have the exact same conversation in different words in the same scene. I think it led to some naturalistic dialogue, but that's not what I was looking for here.
3: (laughs) And the main character is such the everyman. He's like an unsalted saltine. He was so, so incredibly boring. I actually, I didn't really like this, and I think probably one of the biggest problems was the main character just being completely uninteresting to me and just lacking any sort of personality.
2: Yeah, I think that balance is what's missing for me. Neil Cross writes crime. He wrote Luther. If you've seen that stuff on BBC, he also has a novel based on that. I like his crime angles and stuff. This on the relationship side, I think the thing that bothered me the most part was balance in that all of the characters are one note. Like that grimace that the main character has on his face <laughs> is there for four hours of this TV show. The wife is horribly pressed upon by her past and the tragedies to her family in every scene. Oh, except for when we go into relationship problems and make it even sadder. (laughs) I'm not saying we needed to see a birthday party or, more flashbacks of young love, but for how long it took and what it does in the end, I really don't think there's any dynamicism to it. We do some fun stuff, like what genre is this? The trailers heavily, you know, not out of this world, but even down to stuff that starts to get revealed later, we get some backstory into where Bob's coming from, but even he is just in one gear the whole time.
1: Bob being the creepster, yes. Yeah. I didn't have a problem so much with the relationship stuff as it was too more balanced towards them and not enough establishment of Bob and of Jackie. You know, the whole point of this, well, not the whole point, but you know, this is a thriller and it does involve sort of a supernatural ghost element to it and That's through Bob. But the thing is, you don't really know a lot about Bob and his ghost hunting and that sort of side of it. You only get to see little teeny tiny pieces of the fact that he was like a paranormal specialist. And it's like...
0: What about Bob?
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, if you're going to have that element into your story... There needs to be more of it. And then you have Jackie as the detective. So it's like she's trying to figure out what happened to this sister. And, you know, everything starts to overlap as these things do. But, like, the second episode, you could completely erase that except, like, the five minutes at the end that involved Jackie. So it's like if you're going to have a detective element into it, you need to enhance the detective nature of it. But instead you focus so much on the nebulous relationship between Nathan and his his wife it feels one-sided and it's like you had time to establish these other characters and you didn't use it
2: because i like what you say about jackie too because there is that point that we get when there's a detective who's ancillary to the story does that oh wait a minute that happened way too early for how much time was left in the series right because it certainly seemed like she figured out to that
0: point what we had seemed at least was enough. And... She seems weirdly complicit in some really shady shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: well, it never seemed really clear why Bob and... Well, what's, what's the main character's name? Nathan. Nathan. They never seemed natural friends in the first place, and they never convinced me why they would be friends. Period. Just because of the drugs of the party? I think so. I just
1: assumed that he was just somebody that invited them i kind of saw them as co-workers because i think they both worked at a radio station or something like that
2: nathan works at the radio station and bob was a guest and was a
0: frequent guest. so they do
2: pepper that in and then just jump to nathan works at a greeting card company which i'm sure in the novel must get fleshed out but i really don't understand why we got that kind of stuff either
3: that reminds me, there's some really jarring editing in this series. I mean, part of it is I think this is cut for commercials, and it's really clear in a lot of places.
1: It was. It was weird that it was cut for commercials.
3: Yeah, but it's also, like, really, like, awkwardly cut for commercials. But there's also, it's non-linear, right? They're, they're jumping around a lot, and sometimes that's clear, and sometimes it's not. And That was not handled
2: very well. I know some people don't really like that stuff either. For me, it didn't bother, it, but it is true. We've got where the story's taking place, what started the story, Three years after that And then we split the original timeline Into like four different threads Or five that we jump around The longer you get to the end It comes down to
0: what actually it is You want to see
1: That didn't bother me so much Except the fact that one of the dates Happened on New Year
0: and then it fonts in halfway through the scene. Yeah.
1: So it's like you have 2009 and then 2010. And then so it says like 2010 in some of the other scenes where it's just like five minutes later. Yeah. So it's like, wait, all the, uh, oh, wait, right. It's New Year's. Um, You couldn't have made this a Christmas party. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, overall, I think I liked this. I didn't love it. It's going to be a very provisional recommend. It depends on who I'm recommending it to. But, I mean, if you look at the entirety of crime fiction, if you look at the entirety of crime movies, there's a lot of just mediocre stuff out there. And I think this is slightly better than mediocre, at least as far as it was a fun watch. It was not something that required four hours of my time, however. That's where I got a little antsy with it. I'm like there was a lot of fat here that we could have trimmed. This could have been a 90 minute feature and I don't think it would have lost anything with the stuff that would have been cut What I wanted was a novella. What I got was a giant, carrot-thick copy of Moby Dick. But it's a fine crime story, and it was kind of fun for the time I was involved. I just don't know if I can recommend anybody make the four-hour investment for the little ooh, you got me kick at the end, you know? (laughs) Well, that is something we
1: said. I found it interesting that this is based on a novel, and the screenplay was the same writer. Mm -hmm. Do you think that made any kind of influence in the way that it was presented that you have the person who wrote the original novel make the screenplay? Do you think that was beneficial or not?
2: I thought about grabbing it because as soon as I finished it, I jumped on Goodreads yesterday and somebody had said, oh, this was a good four hour read. I was like, no, I'm not going to try that. (laughs) But I did know somebody who read it. And so they told me what the difference was, is that we get more about what happened. We briefly get mentioned some family trauma of Bob's that feeds into what he was doing in university and then we see a clipping that he was thrown out of the universities that I think would lend more to where his character ends up in the story and we get a lot more of Nathan in the meantime but plot wise this is pretty much it
0: so there's a weird thing we do see that clipping in the movie. Yeah. But if you pay attention and by that I mean pause the movie so you can read what's cuz they linger on it long enough you feel like you need to know the information that's contained in there, mm-hmm. but they don't really linger on it long enough for you to read the whole thing. But if you notice at the top of the page it says that the story was filed 46 hours ago. Oh no. Meaning that they posted it to a web page for the movie 46 hours before they shot. Oh. <laughs> but this story is supposed to be from a couple of years back so you know it's just little things like that this was not directorially the strongest there's a lot of continuity problems in this you know a hand is in a different position between cuts or whatever they jump out at me because I look for that kind of thing I don't know if it's going to bother the average layman this is not skillfully made this is movie pulp as movie pulp it's fine
1: Well, what about the way that it was presented? Because I mentioned it is detective, it is supernatural, and that leads to the visuals as well. I noticed a lot of it was like dark to the point that I'm not sure what exactly I'm looking at. (laughs) Do you think any of that enhanced the story or detracted from it? I know for me it was like, what the hell am I looking at for some things? (laughs) I would like to know what's going on.
3: Trevor, you say it's cheap, and some of the major scenes take place in this dark woods, and it's, like, out of the cursed forest and snow white. It's got that kind of knobbly, gnarly look, which didn't fit this kind of down-to-earth detective story going on. And Bob also looks like a, a warlock. <laughs> Besides one scene where he's, like, professionally dressed in a suit. He's kind of in, like, a velvet... His
1: hair is overstayed. His hair is
3: always overgrown, and yeah, and it's, like... Didn't I see you in Stardust or something?
2: My sister texts me that, why did he sound like a pirate the whole time? (laughs) Yeah, pirate.
3: There you go. That's, yeah.
2: I think that aesthetic-wise, I'll tell you what I liked about it. For writing the, what kind of story is this, we've got the paranormal stuff, the crime stuff, the horrible tragedy stuff. With the look and the scoring, I liked the tone that they found in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like the story, it turned out.
1: Was there anything, I mean, we bragged on a lot. Was there anything you think really stood out?
0: I think overall, the slow revelation to the audience of what has actually happened, Mm -hmm. I think was really fun. I think that's the aspect of this I keyed into the most. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's not like we're looking at this from the perspective of one of the characters. The wife is not the audience proxy here. We're not supposed to be seeing the story through her eyes. The audience is very much just an observer, which is not something I think we see a lot of in film these days. That is true. And so that was interesting, and especially because... This movie makes its aha beats by just those slow revelations. It's Mm -hmm. like you get five minutes up into the party, but you don't know what happened at the party. You know that they were in a clearing in the woods, but you don't know what happened in the woods. And that's going to come in the next episode. And so it's you trying to figure it out. That's kind of the game that you play along with this series. And it's not necessarily that you know, and you're anticipating the character finding out. It's the audience that's in the dark. The character already knows. And so I thought that was interesting, but at the same time, it's also just a novelty. It's a crime fiction. It's a pulpy movie. It just needed to be heavily edited.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because I did say I didn't really care for the story. The idea, I think, is neat. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, Trevor, like I mentioned at the end, we get the way they fed into showing you what actually goes on in what we're trying to find out. I did like it in a film. I think it would have been great, but it was just too much of it. And like I said, when I say I don't like the story, I don't like the resolution. I could give or take the end of this.
1: So how about we get into final thoughts? The quiet ghost over there. Let's get to Elliot first. Ooh,
3: (laughs) You know, I like a good slow burn. Although again, I said this was too slow. I think it needed to be, yeah, 90 minutes, maybe two hours. It's shot fairly well. The performances, I think, are generally pretty good. I think the story is really half-baked and in a lot of places really pretty cliche. The wife has a really, really overused cliche story going on that kind of goes nowhere. I didn't personally like this. I think someone who probably is more into slow burn horror might appreciate this more for what it is. Just because it is a slow burn horror kind of movie. Series, not a movie. That being said, I'm going to give it... Be generous and give it six and a half out of ten haunted bags of cocaine.
1: <laughs> and you, Robert?
2: The stuff I liked about it functionally, I think it played well. Like, There's something in what Trevor was saying, Like, as something to watch, it was neat. I didn't like the main character. Like, I'll just put it like that. The more and more time I spent with Nathan, the more and more I did not want to see him anymore. I didn't wish him well. I wasn't sympathetic to him. I didn't care how he was wronged in this story. The premise to me, just because it was so drawn out every time, he's like, I just love my wife. I'm like, ah, this is really about, you know, you. You didn't need to bring her into all this. I think that the idea was really neat. Like, cut to years later and, oh, something happened. But another thing we got to, too, is you get to a point where the main character doesn't know if he knows what happens, even though he knows he was there. And that was cool for a little bit but Mm -hmm. not for a quarter of a four hour thing so I'm going to do six out of ten thank you to God that we have Uber now so that we don't have to leave parties like this in the middle of the woods
1: (laughs) and since you didn't do it Trevor what did you do?
0: What did I do? I did enjoy this by and large. Piggybacking on what both of you said, I don't know that this is so much a slow burn as it is, just a long fuse, which is something I'm ripping off of somebody else who's smarter and more eloquent than me. (laughs) Because it's not always burning. And there is a lot of fat in the middle of this, and I think this is a show that's not going to binge well. I think this should be four episodes taken over four nights, and I think you can get a little more excited about that. Talk about it with your friend, your spouse your roommate whatever also at the end of the day there's some morality problems with this like i'm with you robert i (laughs) don't love this main character and there's some stuff that's done in this movie or in this tv show that's really never addressed and so i'm like oh i don't know if i like him i don't know if i'm rooting for him i don't know if i want him to succeed and because of that i don't know why i care if he gets caught in this situation or not And at some points you are just kind of hoping for the curtain to drop and everybody to be revealed. And that moment may or may not come, but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I don't know who I'm supposed to be compassionate for in this. But at the end of the day, crime fiction is also about non-traditional protagonists and people with weird moral cores. So like I said, this is a pulpy TV series. I think it's a little long in the tooth. It's going to be hard for me to recommend that to people But if you have a weekend, it's worthwhile. I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 minutes that you should have spent (laughs) cutting this movie harder and (laughs) really thinking about this script.
1: I'm in the same boat as you, Trevor, in that I ultimately liked it. I do like thrillers. As opposed to horrors. So like after the first episode where it establishes this creepy thing and the fact that I much prefer it when the protagonist is somebody that has to deal with an overwhelming situation as opposed to like a monster. Oh no. So the fact that they had a really solid beginning, I really liked. And then the middle came which is where all the fat was and which is where the drag came. And it's like, if you just cut at least one of those episodes, if not two, and then get back to the end where it started to pick up again. So it's like, all right, uh, we're back. So if you didn't have that dip in the middle, it would have flowed a lot better. I didn't mind the protagonist. Like I said, I like the thought of here's a person in an overwhelming situation. And what do you do? They should have spent a lot more time on the side characters, though. So the fact that the only focus was on this guy really detracted from the overall storytelling. And I liked the beginning of the conclusion. Like, the initial wrapping everything up. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really clever. And then everything got wrapped in a pretty little bow. And I'm like, no, no, that was really cliche and you shouldn't have done that. Oh, jump scare. Uh, You could have stopped it. It was... All right, not great, but you know, overall a positive. So I'm going to give it seven pictures of the person that is supposed to be watching over you the entire time. Are they really watching? You don't know. The camera pans on it and then everything gets kind of fuzzy. You don't know whether that's bad editing or intentional. Is it? Ghost chasers.
0: There were a lot of moments in this where I could not tell. Is that a choice or was that a weird edit?
1: Yes.
2: It was
3: hard to tell. The answer
1: is yes.
0: You could tell because the music would
3: kind of awkwardly cut at some times. They were just like, okay, we just need to cut it, and (laughs) music what
0: doesn't matter.
1: That is so true. That did happen.
0: That was so jarring. These actually had commercial blacks in them, and I don't know that I've seen that in a TV series in a long time.
1: It's the supernatural that did it. (laughs) Ghost (laughs) chasers.